Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. God, through Jesus Christ, bridged the gap for you and for me. You know and you understand that. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, let's turn over to Colossians and let's look at something that, that tells us a little bit about that. You see, Jesus Christ was the bridge from God to us. You know, I want you to just, I want you to envision this. If you saw a bridge and someone came in the middle of that bridge and laid dynamite or explosives and set them off and it blew it up, there would be a gap in the bridge. Isn't that right? Okay, then I want you to see that and I want you to see God on one side of the bridge and man on the other side. Jesus had to be the one to come to bridge that gap and bring God back to man. If it hadn't been for Jesus, you and I would still be out on the outside. No way to get across to God, to the other side. But Jesus, the Son of the living God, the only begotten of the Father, came to this earth to die on that rugged cross, to shed His blood, to be dead, buried, and then resurrected by the power of God so that He could stand there and say, God, I'm going to get Your hand, and I'm going to get the hand of these human beings, and I'm going to bring them together. If they'll believe in me, if they'll put their trust in me, if they'll rely and adhere to me, and if they'll receive the cleansing from their sin, the forgiveness of their sin, and give their life to me and let me be their Lord and Savior, I'll stand there and I'll stand in the gap. And that's exactly what happened. Okay, now look here. In Colossians, I felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit in that. Let's start reading here in verse number 12 of chapter number 1. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. See, we have an inheritance and we can partake of that inheritance because of Jesus who has delivered us from the power or the force or the authority or the jurisdiction, if you will, of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. I want to make a declaration to you tonight. The devil is not greater than God. I am not afraid of the devil. Did you hear me? Because Jesus is my Lord. And I make my boast in him. And I don't stand here tonight trying to look, you know, like I'm full of pride or I can do this in me because I know in me I cannot. But I'm not in me. I'm in him. And, you know, I tell you, uh, talking about, you know, being one that stands in the gap and one that bridges, Jesus does that for us, and then we're to turn around and do it for other people. We're to be that one that makes up the hedge, that makes up the gap in that bridge. 
And, and it, I, I remember this, and I've told this story before, but it bears repeating. I was, I've told you how that for years I had to deal with a spirit of fear. And I do not know how it came on me, but it did when I was a child. And I, I, it was just horrendous, the things that I dealt with as a child. I never, never verbalized it. I never uh, told anyone. I never shared it with my parents or, or any, anyone else, really. Just me and the Lord. And I had to deal with that fear, and it was real. And, and so God has helped me over the years to overcome that fear. And that's why I say, I'm not afraid of the devil. And I'm saying it in the Lord. I'm saying it in the Holy Ghost. But I remember in another time of prayer, see, God speaks to me in prayer and he shows me things. Just like he wants to with all of us. And I was in that time of prayer, and I, I have prayed over this city for years, as I know that many of you have too, standing against, just like that church I was telling you about earlier, the things that hold a church back, the things that restrict us, uh, the, you know, the things that keep those heavenlies closed, you know, closed up, keep the heavens closed up. And I was praying about those things, and I was standing against those things in the Lord. And, and there was power that I was moving in. I knew as I prayed that. And I looked over and I saw this spirit just as sure as I am looking at you sitting before me tonight. And I saw that spirit standing there. And you know the fear that I told you I had to deal with? I mean, it took me aback. I'm standing there. It's like, my God. It was, it was not quite as bad as that in 1979 because I developed a little bit in the Lord, you know. But I was standing there, and I knew it was a spirit of mockery. I can tell you what it looked like. I can tell you how it was dressed. And see, it was in the sanctuary where I was praying. Do you think literally it was in the sanctuary? No, I don't think it is or was. You know why? Because it's in another dimension. I was seeing into another dimension. God was revealing something to me, and that thing was standing there, staring at me, intimidating me, and I'm telling you, the Spirit of God rose up on me, and I headed right toward it. And that's when I talk to you tonight, I'm not afraid of the devil. Not because I think I'm something, because I know Jesus, and I know what He wants to do and how He wants to use me. And I took off right where I saw that thing. Now, I knew it wasn't there. I knew it was in another dimension. But I took off walking right through there. In the name of Jesus, you will not stop us. In the name of Jesus, you spirit of mockery, you have bound this city and you have bound the work of God long enough. And you be gone and your power be stripped in Jesus' name. And I walked right through it. And you know what? I didn't get afraid because the Lord was on my side. I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear. But see, that spirit of darkness is there. The principalities and the powers are there. But look at this, what it says. Who hath delivered us from the power, the force, or authority, the jurisdiction. And I like this, the potentate or ruler. He has delivered us from that. We don't have to be afraid anymore. We don't have to 
believe that we can't make a difference through Jesus Christ. We can take that key of prayer, we can put it in the door, and we can open up some things in the kingdom. Now, I'm not going to tell you things are going to be instantaneous. And those of you that are intercessors, those that stand in the gap and make up the hedge, you bridge the gap, so to speak. You know that it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that you do and you continue to do and you continue to do and you continue to pray and you continue to stand. You continue to bind. You continue to use the name of Jesus. You continue to plead the blood of Jesus. You continue to confess the word of God. And you know what? It's going to change. Because heaven and earth may pass away, but my word will stand forever. And he's given us those promises. And when we understand that Jesus Christ was the one who bridged the gap and brought man back to God, and we understand that, and we understand that he is the head of the church, we are in his body, we are members in the body of Christ, and the head's not out here doing something that the body's not involved in. Jesus moves on us and he said, I want you to pray about thus and so. I want you to pray for this one. He wants us to pray for our leadership. He wants to pray whether it's local leadership, statewide leadership, or nationally. He wants us to pray. And when he begins to move upon us, those principalities and powers who keep things bound up, who keep things from working correctly, God through man is able to bridge the gap. But you see, it takes faith. You don't have to go around bragging about what you pray about. You know, a lot of times we do tell each other, prayer partners and, you know, people that are spiritual, we'll tell them there's nothing wrong with that. But whether we do or we don't, we know who we are when we stand in that prayer closet. We know that we've been uh, taken out of this jurisdiction and the authority and the rulership of the spirits of darkness. I tell you, when I began to learn that, I I was just amazed, absolutely amazed. But, you know, we can be like those people in the book of Acts and, you know, they saw the power that was on those disciples and and they said, well, we're going to go out and do that too. We're just going to cast out the devil. No, you don't do that in your own, and you don't go looking for the devil. You go, and you deal with the devil as you go, and you go in the Lord using the name of Jesus, and like I said, the blood of Jesus, and the Word of God. There's a way to deal with Him. Now, I've told this story many times. I'm going to tell it again. I like to hear it. But I remember early on in, in our walk with the Lord, we were still in the Baptist church at this time, and there was a young fella that um, his mom uh, was coming to the church that we were in. And um, she had come to the pastor and told the pastor about her son. I think he was around 16 or so, something like that. And, and he was just an absolute mess. He'd been sniffing paint, living in the graveyard. I mean, just like the madman of Gadara, you know, just... And, and, and so the pastor spoke to me and Eddie and 
and we had a youth group on Monday night, and he said, is, he said what I want to do is I want to bring this young man in that, uh, that meeting that y'all are having on Monday night, and I'm going to get you all to pr- uh, help me pray for him. Well, we, okay, sure, sure, you know. And so here comes the mom and the pastor, and this boy's in the middle, and he can't even stand up. They're having to, you know, like drag him in, and his hair is all matted, and he's got paint all over him. Just, I mean, just demonized, possessed to the eyeballs. And, you know, here we are. We're just little old Baptist Christians. We, did, we had been spirit-filled, but we're looking at this guy and we're thinking, whoa, what are we, what are we getting ourselves into here? God, you're going to have to do something. But see, we're talking about these principalities and powers and how God... Um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, when He comes into our life, He gives us an authority so that we can come out of that rulership and jurisdiction of the devil and we don't have to live there. And we can help rescue other people if they want it. You can't make people, but this boy needed it and his mother sure wanted it. And so he came in there. And, you know, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know the Bible the way that, you know, we do now and the way the things that we share here just so openly and just so easily and just like everybody knows it, but we knew nothing. And so we, we thought, well, we better get this boy in the back room because who knows what's going to happen out here with these kids, you know, because we had a room full of teenagers. So we took him back there and, and we started, uh, we just started praying. And then we just started saying, in the, name of the, in the name of Jesus, you foul devil that's got this young boy bound, you come out of him in the name of Jesus. And then we just started saying, in the name of Jesus. And then we started saying, we plead the blood of Jesus. That blood of Jesus that has destroyed and spoiled the principalities and power. That blood of Jesus that has defeated Satan. We just started pleading that blood, started using the name of Jesus. And then we began to sing about the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus that washes, that washes us and makes us clean. Y'all know the story right in the middle of that. He's down there like a snake on the ground. You know, it was just really bizarre. It was the devil. And so it's going on and he just stops while we're singing, stops us and looks up. And just so seriously, he said, can't you sing, will the circle be unbroken? Now, why would he say that? Now, that song is not of the devil, but it doesn't have a lot of power in it. But the blood of Jesus, there's power in the blood. There's wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Because we sing it, don't we? We know that. And he couldn't stand it. The devil could not stand to hear about the blood and the name. But I want to tell you, he came out from under the jurisdiction of the devil. And we knew it and we stood in the gap. We made up the hedge. And it was through praying and interceding and caring about somebody, you know. And that's what the church is all about. That's what we're supposed to do. Now, You know, the cases that we pray for might not be that extreme, and I sure hope that it's not because I've had some encounters that have been way out there. 
you know, when it comes to people that are just full of demons. One time we were ministering to somebody and it was quite a experience. But you know what? If you don't want the devil, you don't have to put up with him. Because here it is said, who has delivered or rescued us from the power of darkness and has translated us. You know what translated means? It means to transfer from one location to the other. See, that's the way when Jesus bridges the gap for us. We're, you know, we're living for the devil. We're a child of the devil. You say, well, I don't know the Lord, but I'm not a child of the... No, that's where we're wrong. We, we don't think right. If we don't belong to God then through and receive Jesus Christ, then yes, we're children of the devil. You're, you just are. I was. You were before you came to the Lord. And so God said, here you are, and I'm going to transfer you from darkness, and I'm going to translate and take and transfer you into another kingdom. Let's live like we're kingdom people. Let's live like we're children of the light, that we've been translated out of darkness and into light. Let's live like it. Let's act like it. Let's pray like it. Let's believe like it. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want that. Amen? Ezekiel twenty two thirty. I sought. I was seeking out. I was searching for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me. See, this is God talking. I'm looking for people to stand in the gap for needs of people and lands and countries and governments. I'm looking. I'm searching. Has he found any in this room tonight? I hope he has. Among them. See, he's looking among the church. He's not going out to the world to look for people in the world. He's looking for his covenant children. Amen? Among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Isn't that a sad commentary here that we're reading? But I found none. And so we don't want God to not be able to find us. Here I am, Lord. Send me. You remember the prophet that spoke that? That's, that needs to be the cry of our heart. That I should not destroy it, but I found none. You remember the story as I'm closing right now. You remember the story in the Bible about Sodom and Gomorrah. And you remember that Lot was there and he had to get, God had to get Lot out because that city was going to be destroyed. But before it was going to be destroyed, Abraham, the Bible said, stood before the Lord. Why did he stand before the Lord? For Sodom and Gomorrah, that it may not have to be destroyed. Now, you know about the sin of homosexuality that was there. It was so blatant. They were so militant. They were going to assault the angels when they came down there. They had no fear of God or anything else. And you know that story. And Abraham got before the Lord and, and stood in the gap. And it came down. And God said, well, if there's, you know, 10 righteous, you know, and, and here he started, but they couldn't find the righteous. Now, that's pitiful, isn't it? But we need to be like Abraham, and we need to stand in the gap, and we need to make up the hedge. Amen? 
Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.